From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. All right, I was just pouring myself a cuppa. Cuppa tea. I've been watching too much Call the Midwife. Now it's, I'll have a cuppa. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. And I am coming to you live from my little studio beneath the stairs. How do, how do to all of those of you hearing us on one of our affiliate stations across North America, those listening on the Conspiracy Show app, and those listening and watching on our YouTube channel, Strange Planet. And finally, those joining us in the live YouTube chat. However, and wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Jen Hobbs is with us, the author of American Hemp. She's been a publicity consultant for the greater part of her career. She's worked behind the scenes with Jesse Ventura since 2007 and shares his enthusiasm for searching for the truth no matter where it leads. In 2016, she co-authored Jesse Ventura's Marijuana Manifesto, which inspired this book, American Hemp, How Growing Our Newest Cash Crop Can Improve Our Health, Clean Our Environment, and Slow Climate Change. Just a reminder, hey, have you checked out my podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, yet? Brand new episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And to listen and subscribe, it's real simple. Just go to Conspiracy Unlimited podcast.com all right uh back to our uh, conversation about this uh, miraculous plant hemp um let's talk a little bit about the history of hemp uh prior to it being uh, banned in 1937 i mean people are people that are hemp enthusiasts uh, are fond of talking about george washington and how enamored he was of hemp talk to me about george washington and hemp Sure. So um, he grew it. All of our founding fathers, um, you know, were in some some way, shape, or form grew it or were associated with it. The 13 colonies were really founded on hemp. It was an economic backbone at the time because the British needed it for their navy. They needed it for sails and for rope and for uniforms. And one of the reasons why they started colonizing all these different areas of the world is because they were looking for more land so they can grow hemp and not have to pay for it. Um, and, you know, obviously with uh, with how countries were at the time, um, you know, between uh, relations between England and France or England and Russia, you know, if you got into war with a, with a country where your supply chain came from for hemp, you know, that could be a big problem. So, um, you know, the 13 colonies, you could pay your taxes in hemp. Um, George Washington grew it. He had five different farms. He grew it at all of his farms, and he wrote about it in his, uh, in his journals, you know, um, just to keep track of when... He, uh, when he would harvest it from year to year. Um, and, you know, we, we have all of this information, um, you know, dating back to before the United States was even founded about how valuable it was to our country. Now, I, I don't know about the Bill of Rights or the Declaration of Independence, but a number of important historical documents are written on parchment made from hemp, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, you know, 
it's just been a part of our country, you know, uh, since literally it's, it's foundation. It's, it's, it's on, built on hemp. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's talk, uh, finally about some of the, uh, the, the, the miraculous, uh, qualities of this plant. First of all, let's talk about hemp nutrition, and it is considered a superfood. Why? Yes, it definitely is. Um, so hemp is, when you, when you get the, the seeds, um, uh, they're filled with all sorts of different vitamins and nutrients. Um, they have, uh, it has vitamin E in it, iron, copper, magnesium, zinc, potassium, um, and protein. Um, it's actually, hemp protein is actually considered a complete protein because it offers every single amino acid the human body needs to survive. So, um, if you're looking for, you know, if, for instance, my daughter, um, she's not really big on eating meat. So, uh, what I do to make sure that she's getting enough protein and, um, enough vitamins and nutrients, I actually, uh, I'll make her hemp smoothies. And it really doesn't, you know, doesn't take that much to get the, um, the, the right nutritional value. So, you know, we'll take a bunch of fruit and put it in there and then you only need about three tablespoons of hemp to get the same nutritional value as you would in, in a meal. Um, it also has omega-3, it has omega-6, um, you know, it's, it just has so many different amazing things, uh, that our bodies you know, rely upon. And and what part of the hemp plant is edible? So, um, you know, some people actually eat the leaves. Um, that's becoming kind of, I don't know if it's going to be a fad or not, but um, there are some farms that are offering edible uh, hemp leaf salad mixes. Um, so you might see that now that hemp has been legalized. You might see that in the, uh, the grocery store at some point. Um, but typically... Uh, what uh, what people do is they take the seeds and they make all different things out of it. You can make um, like hemp, you can make hemp milk. You can make um, hemp pasta. You can make um, a hemp uh, oil that's similar to like a uh, sunflower oil or olive oil for cooking. Um, and you know they all have those uh, vitamins and nutrients in it. So um, you know it's, you can make um, hemp butter even. My word, hemp milk and hemp butter. Uh, have you tried the hemp milk? You know, I have. I have. Um, it's it's not too difficult to make. It. We actually have a recipe for it in Jesse Ventura's Marijuana Manifesto. We have a uh, cooking with cannabis chapter, and we included some recipes in there. Um, and the hemp milk is one of them, as well as a, a hemp sorbet. <laughs> So, uh, um, <laughs> sorbet, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, you can really put it in anything, you know? <laughs> now, you mentioned that in the 2014 Farm Bill, they passed, uh, kind of a research, it was the research phase of hemp. During that time, were there any sort of peer-reviewed scientific studies on the n- nutritional benefits of hemp? The ones that you've just cited. Well, we do have um, a lot of I do I do list a lot of uh, different studies in the book. Um, the the hemp pilot program uh, mostly focused on other um, aspects of it, but um, I do list a whole a whole bunch of um, of studies, including 
studies that include livestock. So what we found is when, um, what we researchers found was when um, uh, different, um, like for instance, if a hen ate a, um, a meal uh, for several weeks consistent with, um, with hemp, um, their egg content, the omega-3 content in their egg yolks would actually increase. Um, so that's really interesting to see how even if, you know, we fed it to our livestock, our livestock and uh, would become healthier, meaning that the eggs that we would buy in, in the store would be even, you know, more nutritious for us. Um, and then there are a lot of different studies focusing on um, the different ways that, that hemp can help uh, just balance your diet, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, we know it has all of these great um, uh, nutritional content, it has great nutritional content in there. So, um, you know, the, uh, for instance, um, the protein, this specific type of protein that's in hemp, uh, it's known to help lower the risk of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, um, it helps to, the fiber in hemp um, actually helps to regulate uh, blood glucose. Um, and uh, it also, if you if you just take one serving of the hemp protein, it satisfies uh, 50% of our daily recommended fiber serving. And, My you know, fiber is really My good word. Us, yeah. and, and you write in the book that it's, it's even better than taking a lot of vitamin supplements. Explain. Yes. So... Um, one thing that I did in the book is, you know, some people I, uh, might not know anything about hemp. Other people might know just about everything you can think of about hemp. So I try to weave in um, some more, uh, you know, comparisons between, okay, so, yeah, I get all of this from my vitamin supplement. I don't need hemp. Well, well, maybe, maybe you do because um, there have actually been a lot of studies that show the uh, multivitamin industry, including um, vitamin industry, isn't all it's cracked up to be. You know, this is a um, the uh, the National Institute of Health has spent over uh, 2.4 billion dollars studying the effects of vitamins and supplements, and uh, what they reported was that they don't have any real benefit, which is crazy because it's such a big part of our culture. And, um, you know, that what they found was that you can just eat healthy foods, get a healthy diet, and that does much better for you than a multivitamin ever could because a lot of these multivitamins, you know, they don't have, um, it just doesn't work the way that uh, they're advertised to work. Right, right. Here's my, my concern, and then I'm going to take a, a call, uh, that... Once it becomes sort of federally approved and it's grown and then big farms will start growing it, big industrial farms, and then they'll genetically modify it and we'll have GMO hemp. What do you think? Are you concerned about that, Jen? I mean, anything's a possibility. Um, you know, I I would hate to see something like that happen because, you know, obviously kind of takes out all of the, uh, <laughs> all of the benefits of the plant, but... Right now, um, we're actually in an interesting situation because there aren't any, um, there aren't even any pesticides approved by the federal government for hemp. Right now, it's being grown pretty much organically. Um, 
for the states that have industrial hemp pilot programs um, and the parameters that they put in place for um, for pesticide use, they're all what are known as uh, bio pesticides. So um, natural substances are are put on on hemp if you need it um, to you know help it uh, to either help with uh, weed control or, or insects or something of that nature, but the plant itself um, just grows without any problems. It doesn't need a, a lot of irrigation, and it, and um, you know one of the reasons that GMO plants came to be was to help the plants grow better and stronger, supposedly, um, and to and, absorb uh, the the Roundup weed uh, herbicide. Right. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And hemp doesn't need really any help to grow either. It's just uh, the crop just, it just, you know, it's there's, it's called a weed for a reason. <laughs> oh, my um, Lord. All uh, right, yeah. let's say hi to Joe from, Joe is checking in from Philadelphia. Joe, good evening, good morning, and welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Yeah, yeah, good morning. I want to know, is it any good for glaucoma and does it have a negative effect on your brain? What was the first part of the question, Joe? Is, is it good for glaucoma and does ah. it have a negative effect on your brain? Good questions. So could you could you smoke it? Uh, can it can it help glaucoma? So um, if you're if you're going with the CBD flower, um, it won't have it won't give you that high feeling. Um, it it doesn't have enough THC in it to do that. Um, so, you know, if, if you're looking to take it for a medical purpose, you're not going to get the same effects as if you're, if you're taking marijuana. Um, you can smoke it and you're not going to feel any effect uh, like you do with marijuana. But it, what it does is it, um, it usually alleviates the problem. So I honestly, I haven't um, seen very many studies that focus on CBD specifically for glaucoma. Um, but what it, what the, uh, what the CBD does is it, um, interacts with our endocannabinoid system, and that's why it's able to work with so many different parts of our body, um, and really kind of even us out and create homeostasis in our body. Okay, okay, thank you. Thank you, Joe. That's, you. that's the other part that, that knocks me out, that we have an endocannabinoid system. In other words, we have evolved so that our cells have cannabinoid receptors, right? Right, right, exactly, exactly. It's um, it's really wild <laughs> that um, our body is just, it, it's supposed to react. And it and uh, it's almost like this plant is there specifically to help us, and you know, naturally. Um, it's like we try and reinvent the wheel. We try and come up with all these different pharmaceutical drugs to help this, that, and the other thing, and they have all these side effects. And meanwhile, CBD doesn't have any side effects. Now, they have found that, that people that have stress and anxiety, even depression, uh, they, can, they can have benefit from the CBD without the THC. So doesn't that suggest that it, do, that it is somewhat psychoactive? If it can alleviate depression, it's doing something in the brain. So that would suggest it is somewhat psychoactive, right? So what the endocannabinoid system, um, it's that particular system in our bodies, um, it, it, 
it's involved with our, our cognitive functions, our mood. Um, so, yes, definitely um, it's like uh, the way that it works with our receptor, when it bonds to our receptor, it, it, it kind of like, I guess you could say, fixes the abnormality or helps um, in that way. Uh, but, yeah, there's definitely been studies that show that it helps even people that are, you know, extremely, um, they suffer from uh, social anxiety, you know, for, um, they've done a study to see how they feel giving a presentation in front of a large group. And those that took the CBD uh, felt much more confident and were able to, to, uh, to give the speech versus those that didn't. So, um, you know, it's, it's really fascinating the way that it works. Um, and you don't get that, uh, I, I don't know how else to describe it, the high feeling, the euphoric yeah. feeling that you do from marijuana. Right. And um, CBDs, is it taken as an, as an oil? Is it taken as, a, as a, a powder? Do you sprinkle it on your cornflakes? How do you how do, you, uh, do it? Well, um, a lot of people take CBD oil. Um, it's definitely an easy way to administer it. It's usually just a couple of drops, and people use it for epilepsy um, and, you know, like just so many different different uses. Um, you can also smoke it now that CBD flour is, is legal. Um, you know, that's that's another option as well, but those are usually the two, the two main ways that people take it. All right, let's grab another call. Bill is checking in from... Oshawa, the motor city north of the border, Oshawa. Hey, Bill, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm very well, Richard. Good morning to you and to your guest. Thank you. Go ahead. I have a question for you, Richard, as well as to your guest. First, Richard, what is the status of hemp production for farmers here in Canada, given the recent passage of both Bill C-75 and 76? Is it a controlled substance, or is it freely grown? Well, my understanding, and Jen, you can uh, add to this if you, if you can, but I, my understanding is even though marijuana is now legal, uh, hemp is still somewhat more regulated in that you can grow it, but you have to apply for an industrial license, an industrial hemp license, uh, and, and I'm not sure what that entails, what the regulations are, but not anyone can grow it, but that's also the situation down in the United States where they've just passed this farm bill legalizing hemp. As as Jen Hobbs pointed out, you can't go uh, to the Home Depot and buy yourself uh, a, a sack of uh, hemp seeds and start, you know, put yourself in business. There are still some hoops to go through, but uh, it, it is legal, but you have to have a license. Right. Richard, may I ask, is uh, hemp seed more easily digestible if it's ground up as opposed to uh, having the seed whole when you're baking items? Well, um, they do actually make a hemp flour for baking. Um, not like a CBD flour, a hemp flour. Uh, it doesn't have CBD in it. It's, um, it's like a ground up version, pretty much what you're describing, of hemp seed. Um, so that does exist for, for baking purposes. Um, and they also have hemp protein um and that's uh you know it's very it's a very fine almost like a flour substance as well for um you know protein shakes and that sort of thing so um they there's a bunch of different options um especially now that it's 
you know, more and more accepted um, in uh, in the health food aisle. If you go to your local grocery store, you should uh, you should probably see a couple of different varieties of it there. Thanks for the call, Bill. So even uh, even parts of the plant or products from the plant that don't contain CBD, do they still have medicinal uh, medicinal qualities, or is it simply nutritional minus the CBD? Right. So when you don't have CBD, it's it's looked at as a purely nutritional um, substance. So actually, the plants uh, there's a couple different varieties of hemp. Um, so depending on what you're growing it for, if you're growing it for food, if you're growing it for fiber, for uh, making plastic or um, clothing or paper. Um, or any other industrial purpose, or if you're growing it specifically for CBD, you're going to use a different uh, variety for that purpose. So if you're a farmer and you're doing it for nutritional value, you're not going to, you know, turn around and, and use that same strain for CBD. Got it. All right. Another quick timeout. Come back. And more questions and comments for Jen Hobbs, American Hemp, right here on The Conspiracy Show. There's smoke. There's the conspiracy show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. We're here with Jen Hobbs, author of American Hemp, with a foreword by Jesse Ventura. The book will be available. Well, it'll launch on April the 16th, so just uh, about a week away. However, uh, Amazon is accepting pre-orders, and I think there are some discounts there on the pre-order, including the Kindle uh, version. So much to discuss here, so many aspects of this miraculous plant, and we have people waiting on the on the, uh, the phone phones to talk to you as well. But I just wanted to finish up with sort of the medicinal uh, qualities of hemp and then talk about the environment as well. Wait till you hear what they're doing in Chernobyl with hemp. But uh, can the oil be used as a topical, and if so, what is it good for? Yes, uh, CBD oil, uh, can be used as a, as a topical, uh, medication as well. Um, that's something that people can use for sore muscles, um, for, you know, if you have arthritis, some people can use it for that. Um, and, uh, I've seen, you know, I've seen it put into bath bombs, um, and other bath products, um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's it's very versatile. Uh, it just depends on you know how much of it you need for your specific condition. So that that might be a little trial and error as far as you know um, if if the content is going to be enough for your symptoms. And and is it still awaiting FDA approval in order for a package of hemp oil to say hemp oil will will can can alleviate this or it can help with this or it can prevent this or it can cure this yeah yes yes exactly so we uh, you know it's so funny in the united states we just can't do anything straightforward um right now with uh with cbd uh from hemp um it's in this little it's in a little bit of a limbo um we, you know, states had the right to uh, legalize marijuana and legalize hemp as they saw fit. So uh, what we see now is there are states that have CBD uh, extract from marijuana, and that's legal in the particular state. 
um, and it's regulated by the state, but it is not regulated by the federal government because marijuana is illegal, so the feds don't have any parameters for an illegal substance. Now that hemp has been legalized federally, the FDA has to come up with uh, what their guidelines are for CBD. And, you know, they're really kind of dragging their feet on that. There's a, um, they're doing a, a meeting in, in May. It was supposed to be this month. Um, but uh, there's, you know, they're supposedly trying to come up with their, they're calling it, or they're referring to it as pathways to CBD being uh, legal. So, um, you know, right now it is in, it's infused in drinks. Um, it's, you know, like I said, it's in uh, lotions and bath bombs and all sorts of things. You can, you know, can, you can buy it online. Um, and as you know, you just can't say on there that it is a, a medication. That's really what the right. FDA has a problem with because if you say something is a medication, it has to go through certain standards and you have to, to prove it. Um, and usually that would mean that the FDA would have to approve it and it would become um, a, a drug through, through that process. All right. Let's say hi to Barbara, who's calling from Toronto. Barbara, good morning. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show. You are on the line with Jen Hobbs. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, I, I'm speaking of, I, I had no idea about him. <laughs> I, it's really all new to me, hearing all this tonight. Um, but what I was saying earlier was, as a child in the U.K., um, I understood that sacks were made of hemp. And at one point in night, we had what we called mill rope. And that was supposed to be hemp. And oh, it yes. didn't blow a flame or anything. We just held it and held it towards the firecracker and lit it. I never knew there was so much to do with hemp. <laughs> well, and, it's back to the future, isn't it, Jen? Wow, I'm so, I'm sitting here totally amazed, <laughs> totally. <laughs> and what can I get more information? Because I cannot remember everything which has been said tonight. <laughs> That's okay, Jen. A website. <laughs> yeah. There's a newsletter. There's a hemp newsletter coming out soon. I understand. Oh, I got a pencil. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I just started one up. It's, uh, it's called American Hemp. Dot substack.com oh, yeah? and it's a free newsletter, e-newsletter. You can sign up for it and um, what uh, the goal is there is as even, um, you know, obviously more and more information is going to come out uh, now that the book is published. So the point of that is to, you know, keep keep making sure that everything's accurate mm-hmm. and that uh, people that are interested in it are up to date. So that's um, going to be on AmericanHemp.Substack.com. Okay. Um, one thing which really picked up my ears was when you mentioned arthritis. Mm. And, um, you know, I thought of people, lots of people I see that have it, and in the, in the past 30, 40 years, I don't seem to have gotten any further with it. Or pretty much yeah. that, I should say. Yeah, yeah, it's an, it's, uh, CBD is an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. So yeah, people take it for arthritis. 
So can they get that information from the doctor regarding that? Yeah, um, I have more information about it in the book, and um, you know the the, uh, the CBD oil um, it would be useful for that. Uh, it just depends again on you know what uh, what the severity is. Yeah, Barbara, thank you so much, and good luck with that. Now let's uh, so American Hemp, American Hemp dot com slash what was it Substack. So yeah, it's um, so it's AmericanHemp.substack.com. Oh, dot Substack. What is the Substack? Dot com. It's a it's it's a hosting. Uh, it's like it's a website that that. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, e-blogs and and newsletters. Yeah. Okay, so sub S U B as in submarine and stock or Substack S T A C K C K. That's right. That's American right. Hemp Substack. Dot com, and uh, you can go there, and you can in, and and you can subscribe, and it's a free newsletter. Yes, yes, uh, I'm going to be sending out um, updated information probably on a you know a couple times a week, just as more and more information comes out. Is um, obviously it, the the timing of the book is great uh, for people that don't know very much about hemp and and uh, its abilities, but. There's just so much more information that's developing now that it is legal, and um, I just wanted to continue continue that conversation. Well, you see, we had Barbara, perfect example. We have you know an older generation, and let's face it, for them, they they're they're dying for for some some relief, and yet. When it comes to the medical marijuana, there's a stigma attached there because they think, well, I don't want to get high. Right, right. And I completely, I completely understand. It's something that can really, uh, that, that feeling, feeling high can really <laughs> kind of debilitate your day. You can feel relief, but you might not be able to do very much else. So um, that's where, you know, the CBD is really, um, I think, I mean, you know, from a personal standpoint, I prefer it over marijuana for that very reason, and um, I think a lot of people would. You know, it's something that uh, can help with so many different issues. Right. Uh, let's say hi to Kyle from my hometown, Brantford, Ontario. Hey, Kyle, welcome to the Conspiracy Show. Hello, how are you? Well, thank you. Um, my question actually is for Jen. Um, basically, uh, one of the, the I have a neurological problem uh, called trigeminal neuralgia. It affects the right side of my face. One of the first uh, line drugs for um, treatment is uh, gabapentin, which is an anti-seizure drug. So when I was listening to the show when you were saying that um, the, uh, the oil from the hemp plant actually helps with um, epileptics, I was thinking, would this have the same effect uh, for the, not only for pain management, but for also uh, just to keep it uh, the nerve in check type thing. I mean, it's it's possible. I haven't, uh, to be honest with you, I haven't seen um, uh, any specific studies for that particular condition, but it, it's certainly possible. Um, if, I don't know if you've heard of the drug Epidolex, um, but that recently got a FDA approval, and um, it's a combination of a low dosage of THC and a higher dosage of CBD, and it's specifically for a very rare uh, seizure and epilepsy conditions. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, they literally just approved that. And, 
it's uh, it's the first uh, prescription drug on the market that has CBD in it. Well, thank you for your uh, for the information. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Kyle. Maybe you want to sign up for that newsletter, American Hemp Substack dot com. Okay. Yeah, it's a free American newsletter. Hemp, sorry, it's American Hemp uh, dot Substack dot com. <laughs> My apologies. Okay, yeah. we'll make sure I get that right. American Hemp dot Substack dot com. We'll give that out again before we uh, dim the lights here. All right, Jen Hobb stays with us. American Hemp. More on the other side. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Back with more in a moment. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. And Jen Hemp... uh, Jen... Jen Hemp, Jen Hobbs stays with us, uh, the author of American Hemp. Do you get that a lot, Jen Hemp? Maybe that's your uh, your superhero name, Jen Hemp. Maybe. <laughs> <Alter> <laughs> <either>. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Now, before we get, we have a mystery caller uh, we're going to get to in a moment here from uh, North Carolina who wants to remain anonymous. But I wanted to talk about, you had mentioned that by growing hemp, you can improve the soil. It can actually suck the lead right out of the soil. Is that right? Right, exactly. It's a process known as photoremediation. Like you were saying earlier about Chernobyl, when that blast happened, there were some research teams that took hemp over there and they wanted to see what would happen because they knew that hemp had this ability to absorb toxins from the soil. And they found that it was actually able to remove radiation as well. So it takes out uh, heavy metals like lead and um, a whole variety of different types of industrial toxins that are just everywhere now in our soil. There's so many in our water, in our air. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you grow hemp and it takes the impurities out of the soil, including radioactivity, Mm -hmm. would the hemp plant then be radioactive? I mean, you couldn't then consume it, could you? Right, exactly. You can't eat it. There are some ways that researchers have found to kind of dispose of it and its body mass because hemp isn't the only plant that has this ability, but because of its root system, its roots can go down to eight feet underground, so it can really take out a lot of contamination. So it's been one of the plants that have been studied more in comparison to some other ones, but Yeah, there are some different ways to dispose of it. And from what I understand, there's ways to separate those contaminants out and then use the biomass or the remainder of the plant for other purposes, such as biofuel. Wow. Well, let's talk about biofuel. We'll do that in a moment. Uh, Let's say hi to our mystery caller from the great state of North Carolina. So, Anonymous from North Carolina, you're on the air with Jen Hobbs. Go ahead. Thank you, Rich. What was the name of that oil that you use for arthritis? It's called CBD oil. I got osteoarthritis, so I want to get that in first. Okay, I've been smoking for 50-some years now. I enjoy it. My eye doctor says that it doesn't help glaucoma anymore. So you're smoking marijuana, but it's not helping your glaucoma? Yeah, yeah, I went to him years ago, and I told him I was going to do it because it helped. I had a little touch of glaucoma. 
he said it doesn't work anymore. Is that true, well, Jen? From what I understand, it's, I mean, it does help glaucoma, and uh, CBD has been known to help it as well. And I'm not a medical doctor, so it's kind of hard for me to know your particular condition, but there's been a lot of studies that have been done over the years about specifically about glaucoma and uh, how cannabis can help it. But I mentioned uh, actually in, in Jesse Ventura's Marijuana Manifesto, we talk about we talk about that a great deal because um, there was uh, there was someone that had glaucoma and uh, flocked the federal government to get access to marijuana specifically for it and uh, and was able to to win that case because it was a very rare uh, condition the type well, of just, glaucoma that just, he had. I just passed it off because I saw him in 2006, and I just saw him three weeks ago for the first time since 2006. And my eyes haven't been bothering me at all. Like I said, so you feel it. So you feel it has been working for you then? Oh, it must have. So because he said it was very about the same. The discoloration in my eyes were about the same as it was well. 12 years ago, or ever how long? 2006. But I also like to ask you, do you think that people who smoke, it should be, have an age limit on it? I mean, I didn't start smoking until I was 23. Mm-hmm. But I have found that kids that smoke it now, they get distracted. They get slack. They just don't want to do anything. Right. Well, um, it I mean, scientifically, I know that your brain is uh, it's still developing through your 20s. I think it's up to 25, your brain is still developing. Um, but I know also from a medical standpoint, I mean, there are kids that um, that use it, that have to use it pretty much for, for the type of rare seizure uh, conditions that they have. Um, Charlotte Figgy was probably one of the youngest to, um, that's where the uh, Charlotte's Web strain comes from. It's, um, it's actually a mix of hemp and uh, marijuana. Makes the uh, particular um, oil that she that uh, helps her particular condition, and so many other people that that uh, that have it. And I, I can't remember how young she was, but at the time uh, she was the youngest uh, medical marijuana patient in Right, she was Colorado. just having seizures, constant seizures, dozens yeah. and dozens a day. Uh, listen, we've got to take a quick time out. Anonymous from North Carolina, thank you for the call. Jen, you stay put. We'll get to more of your comments and questions right after this on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett on Zoomer Radio. And uh, book buyers uh, can anticipate the imminent release of American Hemp by Jen Hobbs with a forward by Jesse Ventura. That's coming out April the 16th, but Amazon.com is taking pre-orders. Uh, right now, and uh, some some discounts available for both the book and the uh, the Kindle version. And again, the newsletter uh, just coming out, where you can get all the updates on this miraculous plant, American Hemp dot Substack dot com. American Hemp dot Substack dot com. 
You mentioned biofuel earlier. So hemp can be used. It, would it be similar to like ethanol from corn? Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, one of the problems that we have with corn is that um, obviously it's an agricultural crop and it can only be grown on agricultural land. So um, farmers have to decide, you know, am I going to sell it for fuel or am I going to sell it for consumption? And um, I, I talk about that a lot in the book where most of the um, – the other plants that are used for for making biofuel, um, there's always that problem. Okay, so it's grown on agricultural land. We still need to eat, and we, you know, we are wanting to uh, decrease our dependence on fossil fuels. So it's a weird catch-22. Um, and uh, as we were talking about earlier, uh, hemp can be grown pretty much anywhere um, in a lot of different types of soils. Um, and when you're using it uh, to, you know, extract Toxins from the ground, or um, you know, for some other for some other purpose aside from uh, food, you can take that biomass and use it for uh, making biofuel out of it, or some other uh, some other substance. So uh, there's actually starting to be a supply chain for that right now. Where if you're growing um, marijuana, if you're growing uh, hemp for uh, CBD. Um, for, to just extract the CBD, the rest of the plant can be then shipped off to someone else who can make plastic out of it, or um, or possibly even biofuel or some other uh, some other industry altogether. So it's pretty interesting how it's set up that way. And how does hemp oil burn, or biofuel from hemp burn? What comes out the tailpipe? Um, that I don't know. I haven't actually seen it in action, but. Uh, it's. I, I'm. I'm actually not sure what what it looks like on the on the other side. Um, well, I, I'm just. Really I, I'm question. guessing like it, you know, it's not going to have benzene or it's not going to have carbon monoxide, would it? Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it would have the same because it's not. It's not made with the same. Uh, right. Right. Same chemical. Yeah. Well, yeah. It would stand to reason it would burn much cleaner. I don't know if we'd mm-hmm. get the same, you know, wallop that we do from. From uh, from Petro, but uh, anyway, that's it's uh, it's something to think about. You mentioned plastic, mm-hmm. so we can make because let's face it, plastic has just become an absolute scourge. I'm not just talking about the nothing drives me nuts. First thing in the in the spring is seeing plastic bags and trees. I don't know what it is. It just I can't stand it. But that's the yeah. least of our problems. We have you know the oceans are just clogging with with plastic. You can make a plastic like substance from hemp. Is that right? Right, right, exactly, and you know the whole uh, the whole problem we have right now with microplastics. That's a whole another problem that we're having in the ocean, and how um, you know pretty much everything in our food uh, in our food chain has been eating microplastics. So you know we don't really know the full extent of what what kind of damage that's going to cause. So um, hemp is is an alternative. Um, there are companies already that make um, that are making plastic, uh, bioplastic, I guess you could call it, out of hemp and other natural fibers like flax. Um, and that, for just about anything you can think of, plastic wrap, you know, that you use in your kitchen to put over uh, food, and you know, you put in the refrigerator. Um, there's, um, there's companies making 
glasses, you know, the plastic that would go around uh, your, your, your lenses, your prescription lenses. There are people that are making them out of hemp. Um, automobile manufacturers. And it's, bio- it's biodegradable, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And it's, you can- and the way that it's made is a lot less um, it's a lot better for it's, it's a lot better for the environment. It's not using as many chemicals. So um, a lot of ma- automobile manufacturers, um, BMW, uh, Toyota, even I saw Porsche recently. They're taking uh, the door paneling and everything that you know they use the uh, carbon fiber for, and right. they're using natural fibers, and that includes hemp. Um, so it's really interesting to see that they're going that way. Um, to, you know, keep the um, weight of the car less for, obviously, for more fuel-efficient cars, but also uh, just it's more of an eco-friendly approach. My God. I mean, the the, the possibilities are endless. Uh, your aunt from Texas, what did she say to you over the phone about AMP again? Oh, yeah. She called it, she just called it a, a modern snake oil because, you know, she was just, she couldn't understand how it, it's possible for all of these things to be made from one plant. <laughs> it does sound too good to be true. Right. Is there any but? Oh, yeah. Is there any but? Well, um, the uh, the one thing I guess that is kind of interesting is, you know, there are so many uses for it, but it, for us to grow that much, I mean, we're, we, we're not growing the quantity of hemp right now that we would need to to uh, to really get into all of these industries, you know. So um, while all of these things are possible, and there's some areas of the, like I said, there's some you know um, corp- different corporations right now that are incorporating it. Um, it's just not done yet on a, on a very large scale. So you know, we'll just have to wait and see, um, you know, just just how long that process would take. But but if it could be grown on a large scale, what would this mean to the American economy as a whole? That's now twenty two trillion twenty two trillion dollars in debt. Yeah. Oh man. Well, well, the way I kind of look at it is, um, you know, th- think about the internet. Okay, for example. Um, Everyone thought it was really neat when it first came out, and there were a bunch of different uses for it, but it really created so many opportunities that we couldn't even possibly imagine when, you know, you first got your first home computer. Um, I mean, you think about all the different jobs that have come out of Silicon Valley and how it's, you know, part of our everyday lives now, from cell phones to, you know, um, AI even, you know, and we just can't even think about life without it. So that's really what I think the full potential of it could be. I mean, there could just be so many new things created and new industries created and existing industries just redefined by it that, Absolutely. Um, I mean, we just you've, don't know. It could just it could given really us, be the new Internet. You've given us so much to think about. And, and get this, hemp can be grown without pesticides and herbicides like glyphosates. Glyphosates, folks, big problem. All right, oh, yeah. uh, Jen, I'll have to have you on again. This was fantastic. Uh, American Hemp, available at Amazon.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. 
All right, all the best. Back next week, Rosemary Ellen Guiley and uh, Eric Mitchell from MUFON with an interesting abduction story. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed, nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite, I'm coming home.